Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available at brumradio.com. Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventure. Baffling questions, astounding questions, that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. You are listening to Geeky Brummy. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hello, Philip Ellis. Hello. Hello, Keith Bloomfield. Hello. Hello, Guy Alford. Safe, innit? Hello, Callan Danes. All right. And I'm Mr. Ryan Parrish. Welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Guy's got he, his hand he's up. He's not cool enough to be like doing the, right, like that. He ain't cool enough for that. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why he's trying to attempt it. It sounds it more like a farmer when you're like going go to their field. It's like, can we walk on this public footpath? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just get attacked repeatedly on this. He's dressed like a farmer as well today. He's stealing my style. He is. I'm not stealing your style. Shall we have a consensus in the room? Guy, is he stealing my style? Not only does he stole your style, but he said that you wear, like, a crap shirt normally over it, like a boring crap shirt, and, like, yeah, he's just got a plain burgundy curtain shirt on. Over a peach t-shirt? Yeah, which... It's not peach, it's brown. Rich, when we saw him uh, get off his bike and get to the uni, it looked like he was stripping off and was walking along topless, which I wouldn't be surprised, given his ego, that every girl fancies him. <laughs> All I did was take my jacket off, because I... Keith, was... is Callan stealing my style? I would say what Callan's doing is what you get on market stalls. It's a counterfeit version, <laughs> but not quite as good and in terrible colours. <laughs> Phil, is Callan stealing my All stall? I'm going to say is, Callan, word to the wise, flesh tones, big no, big no, no. <laughs> I, I wore what I thought was a pair of just pleasantly pink jeans to do the office. Uh, <laughs> this week and at least two people thought I just wasn't wearing trousers <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised with you Phil. It's like, yeah it's fashion in it I'm just like wearing a shirt and some trainers <laughs> and some wifrons yeah. <laughs> Phil what have you been up to it's been a while since we've had you sat down in the studio. I know I've missed you guys um, I have been on an emotional roller coaster um, just in the last 24 hours alone uh, following the cancellation and then renewal of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! 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 Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm very happy that um, the NBC have decided to uh, keep going forward with it because it's a brilliantly, effortlessly diverse show with great characterization um, and it show, it's got lots and lots of really great male characters who provide an alternative to toxic masculinity, especially within the cop genre. I think Fox has pretty much called every single one of their live shows, and all they got left is like Family Guy and The Simpsons. I mean, they they cancelled Lucifer as well, mm-hmm. which didn't get as much coverage just because I think Brooklyn Nine Nine was. I more think that'll just end up on Amazon Prime, though. Well, I thought it was, mm. but is that just because that's where we got it in the yeah. UK? Disney deal, that's why. Yeah. Mm. I think they're just killing everything off prior, to, yeah, as you said, prior to the Disney deal, mm. so Disney can just come in and say, "Yeah, it's bits we like." And also, they mm. picked up a lot of sports as Ugh. well. Ugh. Sport, sports ball. <laughs> Anything else you've been up to? Um, 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 I've, I've, I've just been, I've been working. I've been working it, working nine till five, or working eleven till eleven seven. till <laughs> cocktail hour. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the Be at One second birthday party yes. in Birmingham this week. Had a had a couple of Sazeracs. Mm. What's a Sazerac? It is bourbon, brandy, and absinthe. Ooh. 
It's pretty nice. much a hangover in a small glass. It's it's amazing. Like if you've got a cold, you just lift the glass to your to your face, and it just like blasts you with warm goodness. That genuinely sounds amazing. It is, but it, it's the way it's mixed is so nice that it's really it's sweet, it's smooth. It you don't realize how much pure ethanol is in it. Forgive um, forgive yeah. my ignorance, but would that go well with coffee? It sounds like it would go well with coffee. Good mm. God, no. no. Well, well, not, okay. not, not, not the absinthe. You could have like a wee dram of brandy or a, or a or bourbon in your coffee. I mean, you know, uh, that's literally what, this morning. That's, that's very much <laughs> the Irish coffee, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but not, never absinthe. No, absinthe okay. is aniseed. So yes. Aniseed no. and coffee. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, so I was sort of right. I was thinking brandy and... Um... Oh, brandy and a coffee is... Yeah. 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 Yes. You've got many years to go before you're on shorts, anyway. <laughs> Your shorts are still of the denim. While kind. he's still wearing the shorts. Yeah, talking of shorts, doesn't remember when Callan got his knees out. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> hashtag shortgate. Have a hashtag loser knees. Keith, what have you been up to? What's our uh, producer Laughing deflates? Like it's like a helium balloon going down in the corner. See, of the now room. now he could do a Jimmy Carr look. I think that would suit him no end. He's got the same colour as his shirt. Like a Teddy Boy suit. No, yeah. he's got the same colour as his shirt at the minute. Oh my gosh, all I'm seeing is a pinkish blur. <laughs> it's like the Flash, the child version. In that flesh-coloured top. Yes. He's the Flash, yeah. Isn't there a character called Kid Flash? <laughs> Baby flesh. Are we able to stop the stop the second just to watch Philip Ellis move around the room to pick up a handful of sweets? It is the world's biggest bag of sweets. It's a hefty bag of sweets. It is a most good impressive. sized bag of sweets. Although it's it's six hundred it... grams of sweets in one plastic bag. Keith, What's that in real money? Keith, you said it's about, hefty bag it's again. over a pound hefty of sweets. Bag. If you were eating that in the cinema, though, I think a few people would turn around and give you evils. <laughs> well, it's got one of those really annoying packets which has. The super annoying Hence level. Hence me or... trying to be super, super quiet and sort of like <laughs> lunging over the furniture like there's lasers in here. <laughs> cat-like reflexes. And you're bound to have dropped it like on the floor. Like a drunk cat, yeah. At some point as well. The third and then sweets everywhere. Yes. As we're listening to the dulcet tones of Mr. Keith Bloomfield, what have you been up to this week? Oh, what? God, I've missed him. I've, I've literally I've missed him. Uh, yeah, you've, you've been hogging me like some kind of koala since I've got here. <laughs> it's shocking. Um... I'm trying to think. You know, yeah, like when you see those panda videos online and they get really attached to their keepers <laughs> and they like just tug their legs. Oh, That's good. It's, like, it's like one of those, yes. you have to squeeze him on the back to open his arms. <laughs> He's a Monchichi. <laughs> yes. It's a guy, the Monchichi. So, I'm expecting like, Keith's wife to come from me one day and be like, we just leave my husband alone, please. To be, to be fair, with the hair and the facial hair, he sort of does have like that sort of koala look. Koala-esque. Mm. <laughs> Shut up, Pinocchio. That's a small furry mammal. There's a future show image idea. <laughs> Guy the koala. Yeah. Um, watch some films. Read some comics. Did How some many work. times have you seen Infinity War now? Up to, only twice. Only twice. I'll wait till it comes out on um, disc yes. uh, to watch it again. 4K Ultra HD. Mm, just regular Blu-ray. <laughs> really, for me. I think um, it should be a 4K DVD purchase for Guy though with his 4K telly. Well, you could if I, if you buy me the Ultra HD player, then yeah, go ahead. Haven't you got a PlayStation or uh... I ain't got PlayStation Pro though. All right. Xbox if anybody Xbox. wants to send All my Xbox. Okay. If anybody ever wants to send Geeky Rummy some nice tech stuff, give us a shout. Drop us an email ha- hello at geekyroomy.com. Yeah. I'd, I'd quite like a PlayStation with the VR thing because I want to play Starship the Captain thing, the Star want... one and the Rick and Morty. I'd quite uh, like a Nintendo well. Switch with the Labo cardboard stuff. Well, 
basically any games console yes. I'm quite happy to, uh, to to have to review Callan would like anything from the Fisher Price range <laughs> <laughs> Duplo is very much on his on his uh, wish list yes uh, Lego Friends he likes that one as well um uh, I, I purchased myself a drone as well. I've been after one for a while. Have you so, ever played with it in the garden? No, because I've got I've had internet problems for ages, and I need to be able to like run all the firmware updates and everything before I can start. <laughs> Do to you fly still it. not install that router from like a no, month? No, I've done all of that, and then they decided that they were going to try and do some work on it. So there's a 15 day period where they keep turning it off and on. Uh, I feel to, you keep to do my it. internet drought from last year. It's, it's, it's horrible. Constant, it? It's horrible. So you've got Richard Iowadi in an office somewhere and your internet provider going, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it's it like off. It's like they go, when are you likely to be using it? We'll turn it off. It's, what's about half 12 now? Yeah, we'll turn it back on again. Uh, so they're horrible, horrible people. And I spent a load of time this week putting some stuff on the cloud in order to be able to work on it remotely. And I was like, yeah, that's why I don't like all of this kind of remote stuff. Hard drives, well, this is physical the, oh, media yes, for me. Yes, thank this, you. This is the whole problem with our the way that the British internet is done because the download speeds are amazing for most people. Upload speeds suck so much. Yeah. I didn't know that there was different types of continental internet. Neither did I, to be honest. <laughs> this, is, this is a new concept. Because we use ADSL for most of our technology, which is asynchronous data something something. Which basically means... It's getting too geeky now on this right. show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it asynchronous data sexy legs? Something like that. So basically, you have much faster download speed, but slower upload speeds. A lot of other countries have equivalent. So your download speed and your upload speed are the same. So if you have like a fiber connection, like a gigabit fiber connection, have a gigabit download and a gigabit upload, which means when you're putting stuff onto the internet, it's really nice and fast and quick. Except in the UK, where we get old copper wire sticking everything together. Hands up if you're lost at the moment with this conversation. It's fine. He's now. We're now moving on. So anybody <laughs> who was I do, listening, I, I do have. I do have a comeback on that because it is ridiculous that if you have a hardwired connection in your house, yeah, you have. You do. You can get seventy, a hundred, two hundred megabit downloads, yeah. but your uploads are like four or five. But I hate it it's when you flip to four G on yeah. my phone and, and I get thirty-five, forty upload speeds. Ridiculous. That's because most of our hardlined internet in the world in the UK is made from Victorian servers still knocking around and stuff like that because nobody's upgraded the technology. Everything in this country is Victorian, if yes. not earlier. Yes. Especially can... the current government. <laughs> and you the potholes. Now... Word. <laughs> you can now all wake up now. We've yeah. stopped talking about it. Yes. And it's kind of like, and we won't go into the archaeological digs that are potholes across the country at the minute. There's been enough in the news about those. But anyway, Guy, what have you been up to? Uh, not a great deal, to be fair. Uh, I mean, fallen over? No, I mean, I, I tripped. I tripped, which was Four. risky. I honestly, I thought like this second anniversary of the the trip might be coming soon, and we thought, but uh, no, I'm all right. I survived. I, mean, I went to London with Kirk on a nice little mandate, which was like, we went rockwood shopping. Were you like a koala on Kirk's leg as you, you were going around? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lovely day out. We just literally hit London record shops all day. Did you take? Did you go for afternoon tea together? We went to a vinyl cafe, and the guy who served us there was obviously baked out of his mind. Like, because we said, like, do you, he was like, uh, "Do you guys like want ketchup?" And we were like, "Yeah, we can get red sauce and brown sauce." Didn't even arrive on the table. We got no ketchup. He just went and sat back downstairs, d- down on his chair, and just looked like completely out of his mind. That's one of Guy's food groups as well. It goes pita breads, ketchup, everything else. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. That's depressing. It is depressing. Um, 
Did so, you yeah, purchase anything nice? Too much, too much. And I then I I've had like a crisis of conflict with my record collection. So we went to this like really cool record shop called Cosmos Records. Like everything, there's no record in there over for uh, like under thirty pounds. So it was like in, incredible stuff. So it's made me realize I went home and I was like looking at my collection and it's weak. There's like four rows of indie. It's like, who needs indie these days? Not me. So everyone's been Ooh. like banging on about the Arctic Monkeys like new album. And it's like I'm sorry, is it 2005? Because that's the last time anyone cared about that band. <laughs> <laughs> preach, Phil. Preach. It's as, uh, as they themselves sang. I don't wanna know. <laughs> I have opinions on that record. It's uh... well, we're on Geeky Brummy, not Record Brummy, so <laughs> <laughs> nasty. Phil but, has come in like full savage today. But it does actually go into our theme of the show today, which is all about reboots and coming back together after a long break. It's but, all right. It's a seven out of ten. Is it as good as the Pixies? Oh, the Pixies reboot was pathetic. Yeah. I mean, with the, the Pixies, there's that nice, that one nice song from Fight Club. Don't yeah. stop trying. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, who, that's right. Who are the Pixies? Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> right. Go back to school. <laughs> Many years ago, Callum, before you were a twinkle in your father's eye, there was a band called the Pixies. And they did lots of heavy music, and then they split up for many, many years. And they said they was going to reform, and they didn't. And then they said they was going to reform, and they didn't. And they finally reformed, and Guy thinks the album's trash. It was trash. Fair enough. That's how it works. Cool. So, reboots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I went to London. This record shop blew my mind, and now I've been getting rid of all the faff in my collection and trying to... And then now I've got a principle that I will only spend over £30 on a record. So, I... I I, I, suppose I bought I spent ninety quid on one the other day, sixty five pound on another. So I'm going pricey now. Well, I want to get what record do you buy for ninety quid? Brazilian samba music. <laughs> that does not. That didn't go Why? where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> is it this You're expecting a porn soundtrack, <laughs> weren't you? Love that. Yeah. I was expecting this is your something Bruton I'd heard stuff, of. isn't it? Is it the Bruton? I bought a lot of Bruton from Disco. Yeah. So. Bruton is library music, Helen. Ah. Uh, that isn't music that's played in libraries. It's like incidental music. Yeah. Background music. Ah, fair enough. But so yeah, I've been it's been been a record heavy couple of weeks. I mean, like rearranging and but it's like it's good to have a clear out. So like, Phil, I imagine you have a lot of books, which would be like good to clear out. Like, yeah, every like year or so, I um, I take a big bag to a charity shop. Yeah, it's good to get rid of stuff. Like you it, look, you look back at it and you're like, why did I buy? Like I had Kasabian's debut album. Why did I buy that? So you're the person who drops Mills and Boons off. <laughs> it's, what's, what's really adorable, actually, is I've got this lovely little bookcase in my flat that my granddad made for his wife for her to store her Mills and Boons. So it's perfect for my little penguin paperbacks because the shelves are only tiny because Mills and Boons are only little. That's because so. those like, pumped out for a hundred a week. So yeah, they, like... they, they they really did bash them out, didn't they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I have a, a Mills and Boons... Um, a, a specific bookcase in my flat, but no actual Mills and Boone. That's because he just gave his last lot to the charity shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like um, the, the annual summer crime thriller beach reads that I sort of burn my way through, and then I'm like, this does not need to be kept in yeah. the apartment. You know, yeah. I'm never going to read it again. I know who doing it. Who doing it? So, so yeah, it's good to clear stuff out. Okay, so yeah, have a spring clean. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did see when we were in London, which I did like, we were in a shop called Reckless Records. Genuinely. Gandalf the Grey, buying records. So you got this guy, massive, like, massive long white beard. I literally had, like, a massive, like, sort of stick, like, Gandalf a stick. Yeah, he had one. <laughs> and he just propped it up against the record rack while he was having a browse through. And it was like, me and Kurt were just looking at him, like, what the hell is going on? Like, 
Where has he come from? He was going for the Spock well, Bilbo Earth. Baggins record. That's what he was going for. <laughs> I did see a Leonard Nimoy record in Rough Trade. £15, though. Wait, I'm sorry. There's a record shop called Rough Trade. How have you never heard of Rough Trade? Because they're, in they're my a... culture, it means something very different. <laughs> it's quite a big record shop in Shoreditch. It's like a massive record label, which, incidentally, I think the Pixies were signed. Oh, no, it's 4AD. Well, I mean, I just learned something, so... Oh yeah, the Smiths. Yeah, it's what does rough trade mean, Phil? In a in a clean way. <laughs> I can't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Look on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I'm gonna Google yeah. that. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm gonna watch while you Google that. <laughs> so yeah, it's, oh, it's... we're just gonna have a break while Guy Googles. No, I'll, go, I'll Google as a talk. No, it's it's been good. So I recommend yeah, going record shopping in London uh, with uh, Kurt Taylor. That's mm-hmm. what I've been doing. Callan, what have you been up to? Not a lot, to be honest. That's Mostly cool. Let's move along. Like, well, you've got a job for a start off. <laughs> I oh, got I a jo- yes, I got a job. <laughs> leaving us all behind here. <laughs> yes, now I'm ditching all of you. I'm leaving you for like bigger things. <laughs> <laughs> T- tell everybody what the bigger thing is, because being on a geek show perfectly fits this new job you've got. <laughs> <laughs> does it? I don't think it. I don't think it does. But anyway, um, yeah. I now work on the Archers, so that's a pretty cool thing. Well, it's very good for your CV, and congratulations. Mazel tov. Phil. Hi. So I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't can, read that out. Yeah, on can air. someone show me this? Because oh, I have no you. idea what it says, because well, I haven't you, seen this. Can you make it radio friendly? In, for somebody who looks like they work in a building trade, who likes to solicit with men in a cash yeah, transactional that's very, basis. That's very, that's, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, for a cash transactional purpose. That, it's yes, yeah, yeah. And how was your week, Ryan? Packing. Oh, <laughs> the saga continues. Saga continues. We bought new. We we had a so it was bank holiday weekend last weekend. Three hours in IKEA. Ugh. Three hours. So that sounds like heaven. No, it's not heaven. Can my wife and I took our my in laws to there because they wanted to just have a browse. But they proceeded to browse every part of IKEA. Oh, okay. And it was like I was done after about an hour and a half. It was really nice to go out with them and do something. And then Mate, we went you... to IKEA cafe. And we had meatballs, which is always a highlight. Yeah, that's where you were done at, wasn't it? That's yeah. where you stopped. <laughs> it's like I've had my meatballs now. Let's get the stuff and go. No, <laughs> it was like Viv. Viv has this thing which a lot of women seem to want to do, which is going and touching things that they will never buy. Any I'm, soft I'm glad furniture. you finished that sentence off, to be honest with you. Now, any soft furnishings will go from one end of the room to the other end just to touch a blanket or a bit of carpet, which they will never buy. And it's like, why well, did you do this? Because, why do you do this? Because maybe she just doesn't like the feel of it, and that's why she didn't buy it. I no, mean, she knew exactly. It's like something completely impractical, and it's something we would never have in our flat. But she'd just go over and touch it and stroke it. No, and see, I I do that as well though because it's like it's forward planning for like in the future, so you know. Oh, I really like this sort of rug, or I really like this sort sometimes, of. Sometimes, like... sometimes you just want to touch something soft. <laughs> that too. That too. As guy rubs Keith. <laughs> you know, it's comforting. Yes, but don't have to touch every single item in IKEA. <laughs> but yeah, so three hours, I was pretty much done. But we bought a new coffee table, which is much smaller than the older coffee table. So we're nice. having the illusion of making the flat look like it's super roomy. Of course, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to use it for? Putting stuff on, like that coffee. Was sar- <laughs> <sarcasm>. <laughs> What's it feel like? 
Is it soft? It feels like a coffee table, surprisingly. Is it wood or is it... No, you're wood because you're a wooden boy. <laughs> it's lac. It's a lac coffee table. They're all called lac. lac. Do you mean lacquer? No, lac. L-A-C-K is the name of the brand. Oh. Like my drawers, which is Cullen. Yes. Like they have a lack of imagination in naming things. <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it's all right. And then on Bank Holiday, Monday, spent the afternoon getting drunk at the pub. With food. Yes, getting... because I texted Ryan to ask if he wanted a sundowner, and his answer was no. I was We'd, snubbed. We would. We just got back in from the pub, and I was like, kind of like needing to sleep because you know when you have like that early afternoon hangover when you've had a lunch. I love that. Where, like, where was Aaron? Do realise who you're talking to yes. here? <laughs> well, Phil, Phil's got the cumulative hangover now. Phil is like Archer. I, <laughs> I like honestly. I feel if I ever sober up, it will kill me. Um, yeah. So over the bank holiday weekend, I was not sober for about five days. It was magical. Yeah. Wow. I got so I got to my parents' house on the Friday. And my mum was like, I've poured everyone a lovely glass of fizz. It's very dry, though, so I've sweetened it up. And I thought she was going to have added, like, a little bit of, like, Chambord. Or she makes or she makes her own, um, like, damson vodka, which is really sweet. And I was expecting something like that. No, just vodka. <laughs> but she, she, just, vodka doesn't sweeten anything. It's, it was absolute, like, a flavoured one, like a blueberry uh, one or something. But yeah. it, was, it was still just neat vodka. This, so this, it was just... Dis- I was like, Mum, I, I, I love you, but this is disgusting and I refuse to drink this. This is one of the alcohol trends I hate, is putting flavourings into drinks. See, I don't what? usually mind it, but just not if you're topping it up with sparkling wine. Like a, a, a splash of lemonade or something, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with Phil. No, sp- flavoured beverages is no. You have the spirit, you add flavour to the spirit. You don't need to have the blueberries already shoved in. Yes, or mint or toffee yes, or salted caramel. Just have the spirit and have a mixer. Right. You you probably can't relate to this, Ryan, but as a student, anything that means that I don't have to carry X amount of bottles <laughs> to someone's flat party, if I can just take one bottle and it's all already mixed, then it's fantastic. Look, just get the in-betweeners car, because that's what we're all expecting of you, to get a fold <laughs> Fiat 500. And <laughs> then you've got a boot that you can put stuff in. Are you encouraging me to drive to a party where I'm going to be drinking and then drive no, home again? <laughs> God, no, you idiot. Supermarket, stock up, go home. <laughs> That's not what that sounded like. Um, the mind yeah, of a but... child is a precious thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so when, by the time I texted Ryan, I, I, had, um, I think I'd been sort of slightly buzzed for four days. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, I spent all of Saturday in my friend Bradley's garden, um, in the, sitting in the sun drinking margaritas for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. And then on the Sunday, I sort of surfaced and went straight to the pub and sat in the sunlight <laughs> drinking cider. Yes. And then on the Monday, I dragged myself out of bed, actually did an hour of work on a terrace, did some reading. And then I was like, I'm bored. So I went home and got a bottle of wine. Wait, Phil Ellis did work for once. Yes, it was a beautiful bank holiday weekend. It was. A, it was a. It was, it was a like the, it weekend. was like a full summer shoved into one weekend. I didn't even go out of the house on Monday. I stopped in <laughs> all day and watched Twin Peaks. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. I I can top you on I that. I can understand why you wouldn't go into your own garden because there's some suspicious items mm. still in the centre. Callan, yes, you can top me on that because I know what you stopped in all day doing. <laughs> Oh, stop stop it. No. I I stopped in all of Saturday, all of Sunday. So I missed <laughs> Oh You're not helping yourself here. Come on, what did you what did you do? What did you do? Just I was just sat in doing work. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
doing something with the W word in. You turn up 45 minutes late, Callan, you've got yourself a reputation. Moving swiftly on. Thank you. Someone's at the door. There's Should somebody have... at the door. Someone's knocking at the door. Someone's <laughs> ringing, ringing the, the bell. bell. <laughs> yeah, we'd be so bloody lucky if you rang the bell, goddamn postman that comes and puts a card for him. Says, you weren't call? in. Now you've got to go two oh miles God, to the I post box. Yes, I hate that. Saying, Can you leave it in my bin for me? Just ring you had the it goddamn bell. The postman, didn't what? you? He had the sign taken down with the Oh, postman. no, I've spoke to him now. I've called his boss. Puts it in the green bin. We've had a little chat and we're cool. And just puts it in the green bin. Don't even need the sign. The door. I was like, "Do I need to leave?" And somebody's like, "Nah, it's cool. I got ya. So if you." So handwritten. If you live near a guy in Selly Park, that just directs thieves <laughs> to where. <laughs> yeah, that just yeah. told a bunch so of just Check his bin in. for ninety pound Brazilian but- records. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stay in on Monday because I'm getting a case of wine delivered. And there's no, uh, there's As no, if that's, that's an really issue. Mr. First World Problems here. <laughs> I live in an apartment. There's nowhere to leave it. I don't trust my neighbours. I love poor. that you're getting a case of wine delivered. Virgin Wines, yeah. 12 bottles of wine for 45 quid. You signed up for one of those deals. I always see those I, got, I keep getting the sales emails and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's do it. It works out like three quid a bottle. So you're getting 12 bottles delivered on Monday. So you're going to get another 12 bottles delivered the next Monday. You're going to be in every Monday, aren't you? <laughs> Phil's always in on Mondays to get 12 bottles. 12 bottles is only going to last about a night, right? <laughs> Phil needs a wine milkman. Somebody who comes around every morning with two bottles of wine. He just puts the empty bottles back out Chink, chink. Any enterprising people out there I, I that want to go in with me on a wine delivery service like a milkman with an electric van and we deliver wine to people in Birmingham, that'd be so awesome. I feel like the at wine this, float. I feel like at this point you're just using this podcast to just generate business ideas. Dragon's Den. Business ideas, yeah. Weird news. Right, usual. Pick three news stories, which I've surfaced the internet for, and then we'll talk about two of them. First one from theguardian.com. Sharks love jazz, but are stumped by classical music scientists. <laughs> okay, repeat, repeat that, sorry. Sharks love jazz, but are stumped by classical music, says scientists. Right, okay. Second one, cbsnews.com. Dragon float in Disney parade catches fire. That's unfortunate. I mean, did it breathe on itself? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. Carry on, Let's carry on. Third story. Third yeah. new story from fortune.com. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft currency is now worth seven times as much as Venezuela's national currency. <laughs> See, I definitely want to go with the shark discog. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, that sounds cool. Should we do shark first, then return to the other two and see what? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. So, a study by Macquarie University in Sydney found that sharks could recognise jazz if food was on offer. Sorry, nothing about that <laughs> sentence makes any sense. <laughs> this is from Ben Beaumont Thomas. You can find on Twitter at Ben underscore BT. Name verdict, Keith? If he's got an egg as his Twitter profile, then we know what we're on to. Excuse me, my phone just went very low. I mean, how inappropriate, right? I mean, you can turn your phones off when you're in the studio, right? Yes. Can you, you want to share the message with all of us now? It's distracted us all from the purpose. It was from the lovely people at the Birmingham Whiskey Club who invited me to a whiskey tasting today, but unfortunately I said I was recording the show so I couldn't make it. So they just said... Anytime you're more than welcome to come Wait, down. When's the Wait, gonna... when was the whiskey tasting, uh, now. tasting then? Ah. Oh. You're not old enough to get it in. 
and Phil is going to pose as Ryan to get in. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, I have a free afternoon. <laughs> this sounds good. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking whiskey deliveroo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want whiskey. I want it now. <laughs> Whiskeroo. Get it right. Whiskeroo. <laughs> uh, that only works in Australia. Are we ready for the actual news story now? Well, you, can can you, you put your phone yeah. on silent. Yes, his phone is now on silent. Apologies for having a life outside I mean, of the show. I swear to God, if he was in the cinema right now, I'd be like jumping over the seats and smacking him, so, punching him in the throat. So to recap, somebody somewhere has been giving loads of money to research that if they give sharks food, they'll also like the other thing they're doing at the same time. Right. Yeah. So researchers at Sydney's Macquarie University have discovered that sharks can recognise jazz music. In a paper published by Animal Cognition, the researchers led by Katarina Villapuka, trained journalist... Tr- Not a real name. Wasn't she on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> Katarina Villapuka trained juvenile Port Jackson sharks to swim over to where jazz was playing to receive food. What's a Paul Jackson shark? Port Jackson shark, oh. which is assumed is a breed of shark. <laughs> Brand name, I mean, like, you know, like, like Ben Sherman, Paul Jackson. The Gavin Belson shark. <laughs> Available on Giacomo. <laughs> It has been thought that sharks have learned to associate the sound of boat engines with food because food is often thrown from tourist boats to attract sharks for cave diving expeditions. Because I really love Miles Davis' famous jazz album, <laughs> Boat Engine. The study shows that they can learn these associations quickly. This test was made more complex by the addition of classical music. This confused the sharks who couldn't differentiate between jazz music and classical music. So how do they know the sharks like jazz music but don't like classical music? Because they, they can't tell the difference. Because they're underwater, like, clicking their fins. Wearing sunglasses. They just sway. They just sway. Like cool jazz, man. Hipster sharks. <laughs> to be honest, this sounds something like the, like the guys that this, the Discory have done with Guy. It's like, we need to get Guy to a certain record part of the record store here, so we're going to offer him some cakes or some beer. <laughs> the test was made more complex with the addition of classical music. Sorry, we got dope, wasn't it? Where was it? Blah, 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 blah. It was obvious that the sharks knew that they that they had to do something when classical music was played, but they couldn't figure out what they had to go to a different location. I, I don't Said understand the link here. Cullum Brown. Cullum Brown. Yes. Oh, like Jamie Cullum. Yes. The task is <laughs> Cullum Danes. The task is harder than it sounds because the sharks had to learn that different locations are associated with a different genre of music, which was then paired with a food reward. Perhaps with more training, they would have figured it out. This is the most utterly pointless thing anybody has ever done. Just give them their food. This sounds like a really fun thing, though. I would have loved to have watched this happen. Villapuka added, sharks are generally underestimated when it comes to learning abilities, most seeing them as mindless, instinctive animals. Actually, they have really big brains and are obviously much smarter than we give them credit for. So the evidence would hopefully prompt more conservation work. This just sounds like deep blue sea, but without the cool bit at the end. Honestly. But with jazz music and clicking your fingers in the background, I mean, maybe they have slam poetry sharks. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, no, no wonder sharks are getting annoyed going around biting people because they're being taunted with jazz music and classical music. Guys. Like, like, just give us food. Guys. Hang on, I've just realised Shark Tale. They like, they prefer Will Smith music, don't they? <laughs> it's like. I think shark jazz is a genre that you could put into your record collection. Oh, gee, oh, I'd spend ninety pounds on a shark jazz record. I'll tell you that for a fact. Wow. Right. 
Moving on to our next news story. Do we go with World of Warcraft currency or dragon float in Disney, Disney um, Parade catches fire? I want to go for World of Warcraft currency. Yeah, because you look like a World of Warcraft player, that's why. You look like a World of Warcraft character. Oh, <laughs> I knew that! I mean, you can see him thinking of that insult and going to throw it at me. I can see him coming out of that's it. That's what I thought you were going to throw at me, and oh. then you threw a softer one at me, so I was like, hardball. <laughs> Got burnt by Pinocchio. Made out of rubber because things bounce off me. <laughs> um... Yeah, let's go with that one. World of Warcraft currency. So this is from Fortune.com, and it's by Chris Morris. I'm assuming <laughs> not that Chris Morris. <laughs> well, this seems genuine. <laughs> yes, I'm assuming it's definitely not that Chris Morris from what? Brass Eye. Uh, oh. I, I was and the say, IT crowd of the first yeah, series. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Venezuela's real-world currency, the Bolivar, long ago fell below the value of the fake gold in Azeroth, the musical mythical setting of World of Warcraft. What's remarkable is how much more valuable that virtual currency has become. To put things in perspective, last August, World of Warcraft's virtual gold was worth just under twice as much as the Bolivar. Today it's worth nearly seven times as much, and possibly a lot more than that if you consider the black market value. What are people buying with this? <laughs> the black market value for World of Warcraft currency. Yeah. This is how the math works out. As per Google, one US dollar is now worth 68,915 Bolivar. Compare that to the official price of World War tokens, the officially ingrained credits that can be used to expend as players' playtime or buying game items. Tokens can be bought with either $20 of real-world cash or sold for a fluctuating amount of in-game gold. One tracking service lists the current gold price for tokens as 203,035 pieces. This works out as 10,152 gold gaming pieces per US dollar. I have a question. Yes. Who's still playing World of Warcraft? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, still, who, is it still, a still officially the biggest game out there. Is I think it? they just shove an expansion back out every couple of years. I thought the South Park episode would have killed it, to be honest. Yeah, with I self-realization mean... for a lot of people, but yeah, it was like an intervention at scale. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a nationally broadcast intervention. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yourselves. <laughs> By these calculations, World of Warcraft got virtual gold is now worth 6.8 times as much as the currency. If you follow, fo- if you factor That's in, it's a lovely sound you just made down the mic there, Scatman Shark. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll save that one for the uh, the sound bank. Yes. If you factor in the black market rate of the Bolivar, though, the difference is even more staggering. Dollar today, which tracks the black market rate of the Bolivar, seems to say the currency's current value is 636,771.03 Bolivar per US dollar. By that figure, World of Warcraft gold will now be worth 62 times as much as the Venezuela's official currency. I'm lost on this. Let's talk about sharks and jazz again. Of course, Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro has shifted his support away from the official currency, the Bolivar, over to the recently launched national cryptocurrency, the Petro. Venezuelan citizens, meanwhile, have taken to bartering in their day-to-day business dealings. So, we've learned from this article... People still play World of Warcraft, <laughs> and the global economy is just in the toilet. Yes, we're all we're all heading for disaster. And Venezuela's launched a national cryptocurrency to try and shore up their money. I just really, I feel like I should understand how cryptocurrency works, and I just don't. And I'm a tech journalist; I've written about it. I'm going to say right now, I I have no idea how this works. It's something to do with blockchain. It's something yes. to do with the dog from the memes. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's all I know. I know Kodak tried to launch their own crypto coin as well. Kodak have been trying anything and everything to not go bankrupt. (laughs) The Kodak cryptocurrency was supposed to be basically so you could pay photographers online for using their work. Yeah, and honestly, the more niche your product, the more it's going to (laughs) fail. Can we have the other story? 
Do we I'll, want the Disney flow? I like the sound I mean, of this. Can we just get like the, the first paragraph? Because that'll give us all the info we need, I feel. I just, and, I just and, need yeah. to know how the fire came to pass. Yeah. And, and, the, and the author name, obviously. Holly Roberge. Sorry, what? Holly Roberge. Roberge? R-O-B-E-R-G-E. Keith, Robert. verdict on the name? Fake. CBSnews.com. <laughs> CBS? At CBS. Our dragon float in Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade caught fire Friday afternoon, filling the air with thick black smoke. CBS Orlando affiliate WKMG reported, I think we have a problem. The dragon is literally on fire, a guest says in one I love that. For the first time, actually, the word literally is being used accurately. Yes. <laughs> it's literally on fire. Imagine, I literally can't even. Imagine afterwards, it, the fire gets put out, a white walker comes along to be like, oh, no, we'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, guy. <laughs> the steampunk star dragon, a reputation of Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, continued to lift its head up and down whilst engulfed in orange flames in the Magic Kingdom. A Disney employee extinguished the flames. Well, like one guy runs out of a fire extinguisher, <laughs> like, oh, better put this out. Oh, health and Di- safety. Walt Disney World officials told at WKMG no employees or guests were injured during the incident, which was quickly addressed. Disney officials say operations remain normal throughout the park and the cause of the fire is under investigation. How big was the fire then? Did the whole thing catch a light oh, or was it uh, just have a little a p- corner? It's basically the heads on fire. Oh, okay. It's a sizable fire still. It's a reasonable size fire. Yeah. yeah. Westworld's happening at Disney World. This is what's happening. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. See, that, that is what I want to watch. I don't want to watch Westworld. I want to see the Disney World, like, you know, robot uprising. <laughs> Dolores comes out with a shotgun in the middle of I, 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 yeah, I, I want to see like actual Maleficent played by Tandy didn't, Newton. Didn't the Simpsons do this with the itchy and scratchy? Yes, they did. yes, they yes. did. I mean, that was pre- probably that probably wasn't homage to the original Westworld. Yes, like, they say, but they had it with like itchy and scratchy land with like it's a small world kids coming out with axes, didn't they? Yes, I uh, yeah. Maybe that'll be season three of Westworld. Do you know what? Callum Danes would be a good one extra for that, right? If they were like, oh, we've got a uh, we've got a puppet that's broken down, just drop Callum Danes in there, just like singing back and forth. <laughs> So, a new story this week prompted me to think of this week's theme, which was Bill and Ted 3 is officially happening. Yay! Yes! Mm. 27 years since Bill and Ted was last gracing the big screen. 27 years. God, Callum wasn't even, even, even a fort at that point. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. Oh. This is like so far beyond my time. You exhaust me. I, I sent him the trailer this week and he was still like... I thought you meant Ted 3, as in Seth MacFarlane's Ted. <laughs> yeah, because you, you just said, you listed a bunch of things, and then I just saw Ted 3, and so I was like, oh, really? They're making that? Like, do they have to? Oh, okay. Can't be worse than Ted 3 would be. Yeah, so they reunited Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves for a photo shoot in EW a couple of months ago, and this got everybody talking about rumours. I can't say that probably would have been hard to get Alex Winter back, would it really? I mean, bless him, no. He, he was just probably stood outside the studio going, I'm free, I'm free, guys. <laughs> anybody? Yeah, anybody? He I'm, just do a surprising amount of... of he does work. quite a lot of back, he, background work. He, he is, he's a, he's a very production and director and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm just very excited for this chapter of Keanu's renaissance, because I feel he's he's in an exciting and interesting stage of his career right now. Yes. So I want to see... Wait, uh, well, was as Keanu... we, we all know Keanu Reeves is immortal. Yeah, so yeah. I think he just gets bored after a little while. So that's why I did John Wick, and now he's just revisiting Bill and Ted Three because it's been a little while and he wants to get back. Better that than the Matrix. Well, why not Speed Three then? Come on, Speed Three was made, wasn't it? 
Wasn't Speed 3 made? No. Well, no. that was Unstoppable, which was about the Hill train, which effectively is Speed 3, but it's yeah. not. But he didn't do Speed 2. So that no, that was mad. Sandra Bullock and could... Chris O'Donnell, I want to say. But, no, it's Jason no. Patrick. But you could bring him back for a third Speed. Let's reboot Speed. But Speed 2 was about a cruise ship, which is pretty much the slowest vehicle you <laughs> could do a film called Speed about. I know how you do Speed 3. And it's about your... Uh, internet, do your internet stuff so if your internet speed drops below a certain amount you can ring them up and ask for compensation you know what would be good if you had to like transfer a file on a mobile and you had to get signal and he's like running a, running across a desert or something trying to find signal to send this file there we go give me a give me a credit right in Hollywood I'm done so Bill and Ted yes Bill and Ted anyway back to Bill and Ted so Alex Winter Keanu Reeves they want to do another Bill and Ted movie and then what it's going to be is They'd never made the Wild Stallions album at this point in time. So the whole point of the first two films is they make this groundbreaking album which makes world peace yes, and everybody yes, happy and everything. And they were supposed to make this album by a certain point in time. But they got too scared to make it, basically, and they, they've not made the album. So it's it's like the opposite of Skynet, but with yes. a garage band. It's basically like the entire universe is paused waiting for this album to come out. And I quite like the working title that they've yes. got for it because it's Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of cool. I mean, it sounds it almost sounds like a, like a wait for a Guns N' Roses or Dr. Yes. Dre album, really, doesn't it? It's written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon, so they're two original writers, and they brought in Dean Pariseau, who directed Galaxy Quest. Okay. So I think this is a pretty good creative cast they've pulled together what, for this movie. What I'm going to be interested is to see, uh, especially as Callum just said, he has no idea who. Who, like what this franchise is like who is this for I'm guessing yeah. this is for it's for, be... a, it's for the generation who enjoyed the first yeah. two films I think and it's a way to bring the new generation it, at the they'll same need time. to be a way of bringing in a younger audience I'm yeah. guessing by this point Bill and Ted are going to have like teenage kids of their own well the synopsis is yet to fulfill their rock and roll destiny the middle aged best friends set out on a new adventure when a visitor from the future warns them that only their song can save life as we know it along the way they will be helped by their daughters a new batch of historical figures and a few musical legends. There's no mention of Missy in that. I'm hoping they bring Missy back. Missy Mom? Yes. Hi, Mom. I mean, Missy. Hi, Missy. Uh. I mean, Mom. <laughs> yeah. But it, it sounds like it's good. It sounds like they've pretty much got the same creativity. It's. it's I, I'm hopeful for this because I've not been very impressed by a lot of rebooted stuff recently, but I'm hoping this might be... Well, there's room here for them to really lean into the absurd because yeah. it wasn't ever a serious, serious no. film franchise. It was it was fun. Yeah. Well, and... the first one was all about time travel and finding historical fixtures for their yeah. project, and the second one was them going to heaven and hell. And... Well, it was just the seventh seal, but with Twister. That's all I yes. remember. So <laughs> if, if they can take that same sort of, yeah, just like bonkers comedy aspects of it, it's going to be great. I wonder if Keanu Reeves can still do his original voice. It's not really a reboot either. It's not. It's just been in hibernation for an awful long time. Well, talking about reboots, um, the Predator trailers dropped as well. So this is the. It, it, it seems to be sequel slash reboot at the same time as how they've done this. They've got Shane Black to direct. So I'm hoping. <laughs> it might be so uh, I'm trying to think how long ago, it, it wasn't that long ago the last Predator movie with Adrian Brody oh that was terrible with Topher Grace yeah yeah he did not have a good run of films did he that was Robert Rodriguez <laughs> as well yeah who directed that one but, yeah. uh, so looking at the cast you've got Olivia Munn uh, Keegan-Michael Key oh okay yeah Thomas Jane Sterling K. Brown 
That is a good cast. That, that's a good cast. Boyd Holbrook, who I don't really know who it's he is. But... sounding like it's a comedy film, though. Um, I don't know. Well, the whole thing about Shane Black is he does dark comedy movies. That's kind of his black his, comedy stuff that yeah, he does. Yeah, he, his kind of thing. It's going to be the fourth, well, chronologically the third in the Predator film franchise. So it's going to be between Predator Two and Predators. Right. So they're going to set it between 1990 and 2010. So it sounds like it's going to be early millennium kind of thing. Joel Silver, John Davis, Lawrence Gordon all return as producers from the original two installments. So it seems to be like a kind of reboot but a sequel at the same time. Okay. So I I don't know. There have been some terrible Predators movies. We had the whole Alien versus Predator pile of garbage across. That was fun! That movie was fun! No. It was a fun movie. (laughs) Pipe down. The The first one... The first isn't, one isn't, was isn't too bad. I mean, yeah. it, it makes a mockery of the the mythology of both characters, yeah. just to squeeze them into the same kind of story, which had been done much better in the Dark Horse comics yeah. that had come years before. The second one was just a complete misstep. Yeah, the yeah. second one is trash. What it was, but <coughs> I think I, I trust Shane Black. It's a good cast. Yeah, the, the Predators are decent enough uh, screen character to to make an interesting story. Mm-hmm. I mean, the premise is completely shamed back from start to finish. A young boy accidentally triggers the, pre- triggers the Predator's return to the Earth. The universe's most lethal hunters have now genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species. Only a crew of former soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can stop the pre- hunters before everybody becomes their prey. A disgruntled science teacher. <laughs> See, now I'm imagining that they're going to be like holed up in like a high school overnight and being picked off one by one. Can we guess who the disgruntled science teacher is going to be? Is that going to be... I, I, Sterling K. Brown? No. Keegan no. Michael? No. Thomas Lee? Jane? No. Olivia Munn? Yes. Really? Elementary uh, school teacher. Cool. She's, she's a disgruntled science teacher who joins the crew's mission. Um, it seems like it's... Uh, Edward James Olmos is in it as well. Yeah. And Yvonne Strahovski. So they're pretty much hitting up all the geeky franchises and stealing people from them. I think we were at a bizarre point in cinema as well where I don't trust any trailer as an indicator of what the final film's going to be like. Because no. all trailers now just seem to miss-sell everything and just gives yeah. people an excuse to spend six months well, it, either complaining or thinking it's going to be the best thing ever. And it I'm just reminded me quite a lot of the Jurassic World trailer that came out where it was pretty much that, but with predators instead of dinosaurs, the way this trailer's been shot. It's kind of like you have a child in peril and then like people trying to protect it and it's kind of like it felt very riffy along that franchise. But it seems to be this thing nowadays where franchises are being rebooted or restarted after a long, long period. I mean, as we mentioned, Jurassic World and uh, there's a big gap between Jurassic Park three and Jurassic World and it was kind of pretty much let's just do Jurassic Park again for a new generation. I mean, honestly, within this fictional universe of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World who keeps making these dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. This is a, this entire franchise is just an experiment in Darwinism. Yeah, like yeah, let's just like make bigger dinosaurs. It's like no, in this. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, let's let's suppose that you could bring dinosaurs back to life for the entertainment of the public. They're not going to want bigger and bigger dinosaurs. They're going to want a dinosaur small enough that you can stick it in your pocket and take it home. Yes. I mean, and the original book written by Michael Crichton is a great piece of fiction if you actually read the book it was all about how this thing about man becoming god and it was a modern yeah. Frankenstein story it was a yeah. modern Frankenstein story and then Spielberg took it and took it to the Spielberg level and the first is 
a yeah. classic. Yeah. It really, really is. And I don't think Jurassic 2 The Lost World is actually that bad of a film as well, because this is what would happen if you just left the di- dinosaurs yeah. to run right on this island. This is, they've set up their old own ecosystem at this point here. Jurassic Park 3 was pretty much a misstep, and I think... I don't remember anything about... I'm, I, I know I saw it, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I had the I pterodactyls remember... and that was it, pretty much. Oh, uh, yeah. I can see. I can remember one and two very, yeah. very clearly. And that was Sam Neill's return to the franchise, and it was supposed yeah. to be, oh, Sam Neill's back, but then it was like... A... And um, Jeff Goldblum is back in the new one, yes. I believe. So they're, they're basically re-establishing the continuity. Because they never really said that in Jurassic World... Really, that Jurassic Park had been there before, even though they kind they kind of side mention it, but it doesn't. Well, really they kind mean... of put it on screen because they visit yeah. the old visitors center. So they yeah. actually do flash back to the point where the T Rex mm-hmm. um, takes out the um, Velociraptors. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on this. So, do you think some franchises are worthy of rebooting? Which franchise would you want to see rebooted? Drop us a tweet at Kiki Rummy. Drop us a message Sweet. on Facebook. Yeah, or drop us a message on Facebook, or drop us an email at hello at Kiki Rummy. And to wrap this up, Phil, what franchise would you bring back? Oh, I would want an entire cinematic universe around Death Becomes Her. Nice. Keith? I'd like to see a continuation of the Bookaroo Banzai series. Good call. Guy? Um, It'd be good for like an Empire Records sequel. Oh, like, like kind of catching up with them in present day a bit, bit like, like uh, more rats not more rats clerks yeah clerks. clerks or a bit like before sunset before sunrise just like have the continuation yeah. a little bit later on now I'm interested by what he's going to say because he is an infant so <laughs> uh, it's going to be blues clues I think <laughs> um, well since he is on a sort of a resurgence of doing everything that he did when he was younger I'd like a Matrix reboot because I think that the Matrix has such potential for a, its own universe in exploring everything. It had there. its own universe. Yeah, they, that was the problem. They, they the first s- film was amazing, yeah, and then they, they ruined it. The Animatrix was all right. We'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I'd probably say Flash Gordon needs a reboot. Oh, very true, actually. Yeah. I'd like to see a good Flash Gordon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Top Trumps, woo! We're about to play a round of Top Trumps, woo! Limited edition random celebrities from the 21st century. FC UK edition. FC, I don't even know what that means. FC UK, French Connection UK. All right. It's like 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 DKMY that I always thought for years was Donkey Kong New York. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, I genuinely this did. this this was back in the early two thousands when FC UK thought they were being edgy by like writing it like it was a swear word with an exclamation mark at the end of it. <laughs> do you remember those days? Oh, Halcyon I do. Days? Yeah. To be fair, when they I was still, like, for you, days. you can still buy clothes there like that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. All right, to start us off, Phil. I. See, I am just absolutely living for the really, really badly dated um, rankings on these. Like, there's a there's a a, a, a blingometer, a chav to style <laughs> range, which is the most classist, disgusting thing. Like that, that word has not dated well at all. Nah. Um, so my first pick is, well, she's named here as Cheryl Tweedy. She's had about <laughs> six surnames since, since then. It. I think now it's Cheryl Tweedy Cole Fernandez Vassini. Danes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, and I'm going to go with the uh, Tabloid Hall of Fame uh, ranking of 71. Impressive. Keith? <laughs> You're not good. Uh, which, what category was that? Tabloid Hall of Fame. Okay, Tabloid Hall of Fame. Okay, that's all right. I was, I was mostly... Um, reading some of the bios on some of these which, is, which are amazing um okay so i'm going to go with uh, some um geezer called robbie williams who that it says that he's a cheeky chappy he broke a million hearts with his abrupt departure from take that his subsequent foray into pints and pies can't have been that good for his ticker oh, but against the odds robbie bounced back and to date has sold several million <laughs> solo albums sorry gary who and he's got a tablet tablet tabloid hall of flame score of 93 throwing some shade there in that description <laughs> <laughs> guy uh i've got the naughty favorite adult film star paris hilton <laughs> uh, tabloid hall of fame 96 Ooh, callan do you recognize anybody on your card i actually recognize three of the people i've got i recognize it, one of them only because they were on like celebrity big brother i think a few years ago yeah <laughs> Um, I've got. I don't know who this one is though. Some guy called Dean Gaffney. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie from EastEnders. After nearly ten years in Albert Square, the hapless but lovable Robbie Jackson went off to India in 2003 to be with his wife and child. Back in real life, Dean Gaffney had a go at being a bar manager in reality TV show The Club before dropping off the celebrity radar altogether. The club Shit. was the one with what's face Sam Fox getting oh, royally off her face on it, and yeah, then pretending saying she wasn't drunk. Oh my god! Do you remember that? Classic yeah. clip. <laughs> what was the celebrity hall of fame? Oh, only thirty. I was just burning him. Right. I have the ultimate celebrity of the noughties and of the eighties and of the nineties. Madge herself. <gasps> oh. Icon. Madonna. Uh, it's been a long time since her royal madness rode around in a white lace explaining how virginal she felt. After countless albums, some highly provocative stage shows, not to mention her literary career, she is now settled into good old blight as a peace-loving citizen with a worrying fondness for tweed. So this was the Guy Ritchie era. This was 2005, yeah. Surely that's not what she meant by material girl. <laughs> yes. Tabloid Hall of Fame, 100. Oh, boom. Laid the smack down there, Ryan. So it means I get to choose next one. Oh, God, I've got a collection here. Uh, who do we go with? Who do we go with? Who do we go with? Come on. Let's go on, you... with model of the moment of that period, Kate Moss. Miss Moss has a ruling London's in crowd for more than a decade. When she's look, not looking cool at Glastonbury, the supermodel appears on countless magazine covers and billboards and has hacked her way through an eventful love life. Most usually known for being out and about with Pete Doherty of the aptly named Baby Shambles, Moss is a true fashion legend with a career that's not to be sniffed at. Oh, that's clever. That's very clever. Triple X Factor 58. Oh, I can beat that. Ooh. I have got Mr. David Beckham himself <laughs> with a triple X factor of 59. Now appearing in Deadpool adverts. I know. <laughs> Bless him. And, and H&M underwear adverts. Yes. I can beat that. I have Jodie Marsh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hair of the two belts. Wasn't she on Celebrity Big Brother? Because I'm pretty sure that's all probably, I know her from. Probably, She's yeah. been on Celebrity she, she Everything. She was B-list, well, C-list Jordan. On here, she's listed as E-list, so you're yeah. being nice. Um, and she has a triple X factor of 68. 
I can beat that. I've, oh. got, I've got I've got who she wants to be. Katie Price, aka oh. Jordan on this car. Triple Dave Matty's meta, by the way. 69. <laughs> 69. She beat my one. Oh. Keith. 69, dudes. Um, I'm going to use... Uh, not, I'm not going to use... <laughs> I'm going to play... Sienna Miller. Sienna Miller. I've just lost words here. Talented young actress about town whose performances in Alfie and As You Like It really impress critics. Miller is also known as a boho style style guru in the Cape Moss mold. What else? Oh, yes, she's engaged to some actor called Jude Law. But he turned out to be a bit of a Casanova. Will she ever meet the man of her dreams? Perhaps she already has. Uh, But she's got a triple X factor of 10. (laughs) So, Guy, you get to pick the next category. Oh, God, where do I go from here? All right, I'm going to go with... Um, okay, okay, I'm going to go with Tabloid Hall of Fame here. Um, apparently the greatest rock singer of all time. Definitely, maybe. Who have I got? One of the guys. Noel. I've got Liam. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> well, I mean, what's he doing these days? What his album? As you were. <laughs> Get stuck. He's, he's got a fashion label and that in it, where it's just oh. his clothes. With a logo, Arkes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, he's uh, he's got eighty five for his uh, tabloid hall of fame. Yeah, I'm sorry, this is rubbish. Okay, because I have Britney Spears mm-hmm. tabloid hall of fame for sixty four. You're telling me that Liam Gallagher? <laughs> this was the mid noughties I mean, like, This was before two thousand seven, Britney. Though, and yes. like Liam would probably smack a journalist on the in the face, where Britney wouldn't. Yeah, this was still when Britney was being virginal. I think. You, I mean, you've said this is... twice now, so I have to correct you. It's not Virginia. <laughs> it's not, I am related to somebody called Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> um, okay, I have got, again, very much of the moment, Abby Titmus. Oh, wow. <laughs> with a tabloid Hall of Fame rating of 92. Wow. How? Keith? How? Keith? Does anybody have John Leslie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play the card, which will surprise people. Is the worst card in my hand. Yes. Completely the worst card. Lowest scores of everything. And I'll read the description and see if you can guess who it is. Okay, Destiny's okay. Child are one of the most Beyonce. successful, famous, <laughs> famous acts of all time. Founding member and chief songwriter Beyonce gladdened the hearts of big bottom girls everywhere with her bootylicious videos for her first solo smash, Crazy in Love. With a role in 2002's Golden Member. Oh, God. She's <laughs> golden now member. Added, golden. Golden, <laughs> golden member. She's now added another string to her boat, Foxy. She's only got a tabloid Hall of Fame score of 39. But again, pre-Lemonade. Mm. Beating you all. Again. I have the other half to Bex. Our posh voice herself, oh. Miss Victoria Beckham. Queen Victoria first found love with the Spice Girls. One wedding, and it was okay, but you had to be there. Oh. And three imaginatively named children later, posh is a style icon. Now retired from the music scene altogether. Shame in brackets. I think that should be shade in brackets. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that after the, uh, was it the Awful Dodger and True Steppers? Yes. Dane, you're out of your mind. Uh, she decided to focus on home life. Well, if it's what she wants, what she really, really wants. Oh. Tabloid Hall of Fame, 98. Fair enough. I do actually have... Oh, no, I've got nothing yeah. else in my Shall we just go it? through what cards we've got left? Let's in. leave Cannon to last, because he obviously doesn't yes. know who he's got. So let's... I know one of them. Okay. I don't yes. know the other two. You go last. I'll go, I'll, shall I go first? Right. I've got, I got Brad himself, the man. Who? The legend. Brad. Who? Who else is famous <laughs> called Brad? Think about it. I don't not know Bradley Walsh. Walsh. It's I was not Bradley say, Walsh. Bradley Walsh is the only famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got Bradley Walsh. Oh, Brad Pitt. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and who else? Uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. yeah. Right, Genie in a Bottle era. Oh, Jay Goody. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Keith? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, where was that? That was an instant like, oh, no jokes. <laughs> I, I've got Kate Lawler. Who? Big Brother. Big Brother, oh. yeah. And very former radio DJ as well, wasn't uh, she on Apparently Karang? she was on Rise and then did some celebrity wrestling. And she was on Kerrang as well. Yeah. 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 I've also got Fiddy Scent. Yes. Uh, Fiddy birthday. <laughs> yep. And then in Stone the most disturbing out. card in my hand, based on the photograph they've used, and the fact that in there they have a line which says, is all grown up now. Oh. Uh, oh. Was Charlotte Church. Oh. oh. <laughs> Tabloid journalism at the best. Phil, what's your three? Um, so I've got Mr. Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Who? Um, I've got Lee Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> and card, my personal favourite, rest in peace, Tara Palmer Tomkinson. Wow. The it girl of the moment at that point. My three, Johnny Depp. Wow. Yeah, moving on from that one quickly. <laughs> oh. Pete Doherty. Of course, yeah. And the one that I don't understand why it's in a card. I think they just had a spare photo lying around at this point. Sadie Frost. Who? Yeah, I mean, like... Oh, so who is she? She was Jude Law's first wife. And Kate oh. Moss's best friend. Yeah, okay. it's like, yeah. she's best, probably best known for being in the Common People video. I think that's yeah. all I know her yes. from. And that one time she was in Lethal Weapon 2. Or was that Patsy Kenzie? That was Patsy Kenzie. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> I'm a model. I'm a model. <laughs> right, let's see, let's see what the puppet's got. I'll go um, most famous to least famous. In your eyes? Uh, well... Not the Peter Gabriel song before you start that. <laughs> two, uh, two of them I don't know, so just what off the card to say. I've yeah. done, but don't. You show us the pictures and see if we know them. Okay, yeah. fair enough, right. That's P. That's Diddy. P. Diddy. P. Diddy. Yeah, no, it's Puff Daddy. Get it right. No, Sean Grimey. No, he changed his name to Diddy at this point. It was Diddy. Yeah. So in. I think that's the one Callum knows. Yeah, that is the one that, I know. That was after he'd watched um, what's his face with the feather duster. <laughs> Ken. He was. He was Tumbleweed. Cool. Ken Dodd. Ken Dodd. <laughs> right. Diddy men. From P. Diddy now to Ken this one. <laughs> the Diddy men. That Ryan, was the that was tenuous. <laughs> right now, this one I had no clue on. We stop uh, moving it. I, I'm struggling with that one, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that. Is that Johnny from Big Brother? Uh, Johnny from Big Brother. Who? <laughs> this is a great sign. Um, some guy called Fran Cosgrave. Oh, oh. the celebrity bouncer guy. Having your, who was even? Let me let me let me partner. let me read his bio. Having gone out with ex Atomic Kitten, gone out with Natasha out. Hamilton, and then Jodie Marsh, oh, nightclub God. owner Fran achieved tabloid st- tabloid status in his own right with appearances on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of It" <laughs> and "Celebrity Love Island." Move he on. also had a TV show um, where it was him. It was like. Fran and Paul Danan. <laughs> oh my god, Paul Danan. Fran and Danan. Yeah. Wow. That was the first series of Celebrity Overrider, wasn't Paul it? Danan. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Danan. Because wasn't it Paul Danan was like trying to pull every bird on the island? He's they were like, like the most adorably <laughs> desperate man on earth. Paul Danan. Yeah. Right, based off the success of the last one. That's Liz oh, Hurley, mate. Liz That's Hurley. Liz Hurley. Oh, yeah, how do you Liz not know that? Who's wow. Liz Hurley? She was in the first Austin Powers Liz movie. Who is Liz Hurley? And she was married Hugh to Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's ex-wife. She the, was in the first Austin Powers movie. The safety pin dress. And that, that terrible remake of B- Bedazzled. Bedazzled. 
Okay, my favourite tweet this week, um, it was a photo of Troy Savan um, from the Met Gala in this gorgeous red suit. Basically, yeah. And they were saying, like, reboot bedazzled with Troy Savan playing the devil. And I'm like, <laughs> take my money. That is the reboot I want. Yes. I've changed my answer. I want bedazzled with Troy Savan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm still very much in love with Lissa, though. She very was much. a very pretty lady. She's isn't she like pro Brexit? Mm. She's like <laughs> of course she went out with Hugh Grant. She doesn't want him back. Back that's <laughs> <laughs> right. So there is so much TV out there at the minute. We thought we'd recap a few shows of our favourites and try and urge you to watch them. Some of these are reboots as well, so kind of on our theme. First one is Westworld, which is midway through season two. Season one is available on Now TV and Sky if you need to catch up. And I think season two is on there to watch as well, if you missed any of the episodes so far. Likely. Short ep- short series for both of them. It's pretty much their replacement for Game of Thrones, it feels like. Yeah, it's, it's getting that way. Yeah, but it is one of the finest hours of TV per week that you're going to get to watch at the minute. Yeah, but it'll give you a headache. It will. It is confusing as heck, so it demands your full attention, which a lot of shows don't do anymore. It feels like some shows are being background TV, but this one is one where you have to sit and concentrate and watch properly. It's good. It's been so good so far. Yeah. Phil, have you been watching it? Um, so I watched season one. Yeah. I will wait until all of season two is available to binge when yeah. I'm bored one afternoon because it's just like, it, season one was just okay to me. Ooh. Season two is expanding. Every reveal was predictable. It yeah. was slow AF, and basically, I'm not here for this new trend in drama series where the finale of the first season feels like that should be the end of the first episode. Mm. Like it's it's they, they sort of they they're dragging things out, and it's like normally it's when a series has basically been promised like a four season deal. Well, so they're able to like, Westworld is five seasons exactly it's been scripted for five seasons. So the showrunner has a great big grand plan for, to tell an entirely cohesive story across five seasons, which is great when you've got the box sets. Yeah. But actually, it was just like, oh, yeah, no. But also, the entire premise of Westworld, Westworld, with it being a reboot, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And it was just like waiting to get to the fireworks factory, basically. The pace is quicker now. So yeah. I, I, okay, that, that, and that's the thing. I, I, obviously, now it's like the thing is happening. Yes. I kind of, I, I, I get there's going to be more going on. Uh, and as I said, as you said, it's one of those shows that demands binge watching. It needs it needs that cohesive thread to run through to work out where what stuff is going out. There's lots of time hopping in it, but it is, if you stick with it, it's a really good show. Uh, next <laughs> one on our list, Lost in Space, which is on Netflix right uh, now. Da, 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 da. Sorry. There, there is <laughs> not do, the Apollo 414 team. Do they do the theme tune? If they, if they do the theme tune, yeah. I'm watching. You know, you know what I found really satisfying? and I didn't even realise that I would. It's the Dr. Smith score. Yeah. Um, that I rec- I, did, I didn't realize I recognized it, but it's, it must be from the Gary Oldman performance. Just like those every incredibly creepy piano. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. I so I watched this over a few nights. Um, I really really enjoyed it. I just found it very satisfying. They they've turned it on its head quite a lot from the original fifties sixties series, I think, and the yeah. movie reboot, which the, everybody they, gets with. The, the, every, 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 every change they've made, I feel, really, really yes. works. Will Robinson is no longer a cocky, annoying, overconfident, precocious little brat. Um, he's actually sort of bright, but sort of sort of quite shy and sort of nervous and a bit sensitive, and I quite like that. The, the All three well, of his, the kids are... His personality is quite a key plot point at this point as well, yeah. and what they've done with Robbie the Robot 
is genius. I yes, again the the robot um, was done really well. The two girls, Judy and Penny, the the actresses are absolutely yeah. brilliant. But what I absolutely love, Molly Parker as yeah. Marine Robinson and Parker Posey as Doctor Smith. Yeah. What I love is the the driving characters in this story are women. Um, Mrs. Robinson is now she's not like doing space she's laundry. The she's the alpha. Yeah. Like she's the one making decisions. She's the boss. The dynamic between her and Dr. Smith is brilliant. Parker Posey is amazing. Yeah. Keith, you were shaking your head. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Uh, no, oh, no. Wait, almost to the point where you're having fit. <laughs> I, I was just being I was I was just being a nerd in terms of the in terms of the thing that the the the, 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 the um misconception that the robot in Lost in Space is Robbie the robot. Where Sorry. It's just Sorry. robot it's in my, Lost it's in Space. My apologies. Yeah. It's Robbie the robot's from But some, somebody else was saying it in another podcast I was listening yeah. to earlier and it's like oh. He's just robot, but yeah, I like. I quite like the. Um, I remember the episode, the original fifties had the whole meeting of robot and Robbie the robot. Didn't yeah, it? I mean, yeah. It, 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 my, I, my, been, I shall hand it? in my geek card. But <laughs> I do think it's a little bit closer to the TV series in the film. Yeah, much in, so. in terms mm. of the setup. But I think it, it's it's a very modern show. Yeah, in in its in itself, it really really works. I think if people are kind of um, watching it, um, give the first couple of episodes. Let let it build a little bit because the first couple of episodes probably aren't quite as. Um... The pilot really worked for me just because yeah. I, it was like the very early episodes of Lost where it's like we have an immediate problem to solve in this hour. Yeah. Like we've just landed yeah. on this planet, solve like, this, and we, then we'll we... get into the development. Yeah. And I, I'm just all about like here is an immediate survival issue. Let's get to it. You know, I love that. All right, next show along, which isn't a reboot, but it's from Mike Judge, who wrote Beavis and Butthead, and. Office Space and Idiocracy, so it's one of my favourite people in the creative industry, Silicon Valley, and I think this has been barnstorming for the last few seasons. It's not got enough love, I don't think. It's one of those shows that's been nominated for a lot of stuff, and I don't think they've won many awards, but they're like kind of the second place in a lot of stuff. And you've got an amazing cast here: T.J. Miller before Crazy T.J. Miller, Kunal Nayyar, Kamal Nanjani, Nanjani, Thomas Middleditch. He's just playing Thomas Middleditch in this movie. <laughs> but you've got a fantastic cast here, and it's really interesting to see how they've actually got away from this whole seasonal arc thing that they had, which was basically them resetting back to zero at the end of every season. This season seems to have moved on a little bit. We're successful, and Richard makes a mistake. And yes. Then, uh... It is an amazing series. You've got a brilliant cast of characters, and it it really shines a light on the tech industry and how stupid stuff happens. See, that's why I had to kind of check out of it. I watched season one and it was at the time when I was a tech reporter and it just felt like I was watching live coverage of TechCrunch. It was too, (laughs) too, and this is the great thing about satire. It was was so close to reality that I I kind of felt like, oh my God, yeah, that's so, that's so right on. Also, this series has the best joke I've heard on TV all year about Jared and the anti-Semitic cartoon, (laughs) which had me howling. So it's... uh... I've not seen this. Where does it screen in the it's UK? It's on HBO, so Sky Atlantic in the UK. Okay. So it's one of those that you can watch on catch-up. I think all five seasons are currently available. And is it season six that's on the Season five. Season five's on at the, the minute. And it has been renewed, so we're definitely getting another season out the back of it. So it is really, really good and I really, really recommend it. Keith, do you want to throw in Legion? I know it's one of your favourite shows on TV at the moment. Yeah, it's a bizarre one because it's it's um, featuring characters that come from the kind of X Men part of the Marvel universe, but it seems to sit in a middle ground between mm. the Fox X Men films and the Marvel Cinema. A, yeah. uh, a, a, ABC TV shows and stuff. Yeah, um, we're in our second season uh, showing on Fox at the moment, but I, I I love it. It in a way, it's like a science fiction Twin Peaks. Uh, every episode is 
odd and weird but at the same time absolutely captivating it's compulsive you need to know it's shot fantastically um the showrunner and writer director is the guy who's done three seasons of fargo already so you kind of like that kind of slightly quirky odd weird disconcerting vibe then legion is is great dan stevens is fantastic in it he needs more aplomb yeah he he needs some awards yeah uh, Audrey Plaza's in there. Jermaine Clement's in there. There's, yeah. there's uh, Bill Unwinnie's in there. It's got a great cast, uh, but it really works for me. It really, really brings the forward that kind of comic book feel. It feels really like the most re- co- comic booky thing I've ever seen. On Fox. It's on Fox in, in, in the, the UK, UK at the moment, yeah. yeah. Guy, you got one last show to wrap us up? Yeah, Donald Glover's sitcom Atlanta, which I've been looking forward to coming onto BBC for a long time now. Yeah, so it's um, finally been shown in terrestrial TV in the UK after a period on... What channel was it? It was on FX, but people it went under the radar, and it's mm-hmm. had a couple of years out between Series 1 and Series 2 to go and be Lando Carrizian yeah. uh, in a little film that's coming out called Solo, I think. Not heard of that. Is it no. Star Wars or I something? I think so, yeah. So Is he playing Chewie? I think so. <laughs> um, basically, it's about black lives in America, yeah. Atlanta, Georgia, but it's really surreal, so you have to stick with it. It seems quite mundane, and not nothing really happens. The premise is that he's a manager for his rapper cousin. Yeah. But that isn't a big part of the plot. Every episode is almost like a mini film. Mm-hmm. Surreal stuff happens. It's a fascinating watch, and yeah, I can't. Do really you get say some anymore. childish Gambino thrown in there a little bit? Not really. No, honestly, Surprise. it's it's just a. It it has a verse like Seinfeld type quality where nothing ever happens. Characters don't progress anywhere. They just are in their lives day to day but it's worth a watch. It's on Boozy 2 at the moment. Cool. So that is Geeky Brimmy Recommends TV edition. Weird food. It's been a long while since <laughs> we did one of these. Do you remember these, guys? Callan's never done one of these, has he? Nothing can be worse than that Ghostbuster Twinkie. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> the, <laughs> green, the green goop. So as the little baby of the group, how long has it been since weird food has been a thing? Then? About a it, year, year yeah, and a half. Yeah. We kind of regretted ripping the radio now off a little bit, <laughs> so we kind of put a stop to it for a while. Yes. So I went to Home Bargains with my lovely wife, and they had these at the counter, and I couldn't resist not buying them. So they are... Maxons of Sheffield lemon head splitters, wickedly sour, fruit flavored boiled sweets. What I like okay. about the pitch on the box, Ryan, is the man has no nose. <laughs> yes, because it's been blown off. Um, <laughs> do you done with that peak in the last record with him <laughs> sniffing away? <laughs> do you dare? A super sour center to the head splitter will blow you away. Does yours have the explosive center? Suck it slowly or bite it to find out. Dare to try. Dare your mates to try. Watch their faces as they hit the spot. I mean, I think I'm, I've read that grinder profile. <laughs> Sounds like a rough trade to me. And it says on here as well, take photo or video of your friends while the explosion hits and send it to headsplitter at maxons.co.uk. Well, we have to do that, right? Yes. What? Ingredients, sugar, glucose syrup, dextrose monohydrate, malic acid, citric acid, sodium bicarbonate, flavouring, and turmeric. Turmeric? For colouring. What's turmeric? Your box is upside down, they're taking effect, is what's written on the bottom. Okay, let's do this. Who's going to pick first? I have a cup ready to spit into (laughs) and a bag of mini cheddars ready to eat if this gets too intense. Right, there's four of them, so who's going to be Well, Ryan, you've got to do one. I'm going to take the one that came out first. (laughs) 
<laughs> what did that sentence All right, well, little Lord Fauntleroy. Do we, do we consume at the same time? Yeah, I think we have to. I think Phil should film this. I think Phil should take one. No, Phil. you're right. Phil, you can film us. Okay. Eat these in. Okay, I already think. Can I smell that one? Yeah. Okay, I think I've got a bad one. <laughs> you mean you've got a bad one? How do you know that? They funny. all smell quite curiously bad. Oh, what is going on? Well, why have we bought this feature, Matt Ryan? Why have you done it's this? It's been made us? out of TCP. <laughs> That's what it smells. It does smell really weird. It, it smells like, like a the smell I smell on the train. Are we going to have a countdown? Okay, okay. Mine I, smells I like sort of burgery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like a meaty smell. That's your breath. Three, right. two, one. Put it in your mouth. Oh god, oh. that's sour on the outside. Mmm, oh, no. that's sour. Woo! Woo! I don't think no one can speak. I've got it, I've got it, I think. I think that's just a normal coating on the outside. Mm. Oh god, you didn't wipe the enamel off my teeth. <laughs> Keith's just normal but going red slowly. <laughs> Are we just going to crunch it? Okay, the outer coating's gone. Yeah, okay, and mine's gone faded away now, so I've just got the lemony, sweetie flavour on here. I just bite it. I can't deal with it. It's too much. Shall we just bite our centres? On, th- on three? I've got old oh. man's teeth. <laughs> you go first. Go on. I, think it, I don't think I've got it. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, mine's good. Mine's three. good. I've bit mine in half and it's fine. Mm. I've just bit mine in half. I don't think it was mine. <laughs> I think it was Guy's. Mm. How bad was it, Guy? It was warm going down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. It's just, just like it's just not pleasant, is it? You know, I don't want like sourness in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Have right. you gone to yours yet? Yeah, I've crunched mine into pieces. You're 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 same, yeah. Yeah. Callan swallowed. Yeah, I think it was yours, which was probably the bad one. Or, had... or, I'm, or I'm just weak. Right, I'll be ready for clam- round two. Do you know what it's like? You know when like you've been sick, yeah. and then it like it's burns afterwards, <laughs> like that, yeah. like bile, like, like stomach it's, acid, like bile. Oh, it's like very much like a very traditional kind of um, lemonade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was great actually. <laughs> I think right. if you were seven, it would probably be terrible. Yeah. So, what's this? Oh, yeah. This this was a present from Jaws nineteen. This was the prize for me winning the quiz on the Jaws nineteen show for knowing more than Spider Man than is healthy. I, probably, I think this is about two months ago now at this point. Yeah. So this well, is... they've ordered to Callan. I don't think an extra two months is going to make any difference. <laughs> These are Spider-Man mini chocolates, milk chocolate sticks, which everybody of a certain generation who grew up in the 80s and 90s pretty much pretended they were chocolate fags. Mm. Yeah. I grew up in the 70s. They were chocolate fags. <laughs> can, I just, can, I, can I just say that sweet is making my stomach make weird sounds now? Have uh-huh. a mini cheddar. <sighs> God. <laughs> Have some more sugary stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want any more sugar today, thanks. Unless it's from you, baby. Right, so these are Marvel <laughs> Comics Spider-Man milk chocolate sticks, made in Birmingham in Smethwick, Warley. Hey, they were made in Birmingham. Yes, represent Sandwell Business Park. 
Paper around product is non-edible, Sorry. which is a lie because everybody just ate the paper on the chocolate cigarettes. Sorry, these were made in a business park. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, it's, no, it's a, made in France exclusively for JTS International. <laughs> and they've even got the fake little bit of, so like soft pack cigarettes from a certain generation used to have like a bit of foil over the top they of them. They still do. Do they? Yeah. I haven't had. I that. mean, I don't smoke, Mum. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> I find that those kind of soft foil packets are mostly sold on student union yes. bars and stuff. Best before end thirtieth of June, nineteen ninety nine. Why is Keith hanging around student union bars? <laughs> when I was younger, I thought that was just and Philip I was Ellis. at various universities either to see bands or whatever it is. They used to be in the shops yeah. there. So, as Recently. we said. I don't think that will hold up in court, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> Best before end. This is tells you how old it is, because it's not even millennial proof, because they just put 99 in the end, so it wasn't even. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like when two-digit year, two years were fine. I'm sorry, but these sweets are older than Callan, right? These sweets are as old as Callan, aren't they? When were you well, born? Well, I was born 30th of April, 1997, so I think okay. I may just be older than the sweets. No, they could be, because it's only the yeah. expiry date that's 99. So yeah, they could have been kicking around true. for four or five years before yes. that. And we have a picture of the Shocker on the back. Yes. Who was well, in Spider-Man Homecoming. I think uh, I think the only Shocker here is going to be when Callum puts yes. it in his mouth. So Callum said he'll be brave enough to eat one of these. I mean, my, my logic is... It's in a sealed pack here. It's not like it's not something that's going to go. It's properly not, out of date. It's nineteen years out of date, mate. It's nineteen years <laughs> out of date. There's nothing that's going to give me food poisoning from this. Oh, I don't know, dairy. Nineteen-year-old dairy. Do, do we want to have a sniff? I don't believe it's real dairy. Do we want to have the sniff of this chocolate? I, 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 you know what? I'm going to pass. I shall describe to the audience listening in. Ryan's opened the packet. Okay. Okay. This doesn't look. I can smell that. From uh, here. Actually, they don't look that. They're bad. very white. Yes, they I do, think they it, do you know when like chocolate goes that kind of like actual, white oh, blue wow. it turns to chalk. I love yeah. the corrugated cardboard inside. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. So, so we've, Keith we've, has just pulled I've removed it. the actual paper. Keith has removed the paper shell and it's got a foil in a foil with in there. So I'm just going to remove the cardboard. We're going to expose these a little bit more. They look like real cigarettes because they're white on the outside and brown on the inside. Yes. How would you know, Phil? You don't smoke. <laughs> they also He's do watched seem it in movies. Oh, that one doesn't look good. I feel like this needed a risk assessment doing. <laughs> yes. One of them looks that like looks the filter's like when... gone on it. You know show, when you... <laughs> show me the bad one. Show me the bad one. That's, that's the bad one. Calvin, there's no good one in He's going to eat the bad one. looks bad one. Okay. There's there's a couple that look oh they've all got God. a funny colour they've all gone old, cho- old chocolate so when it blooms it. You, can, you can have the whole uh, wrap up perhaps hang on actually, uh, actually it's, um, let's take a photo take of these photo first photo. yeah take a nice Tweet online pretty for picture you. and let's just take a photo of what Callan looked like now and then after <laughs> after he so, becomes somebody, patient zero somebody get an ambulance <laughs> ready oh my god this is how the outbreak happens <laughs> Callum will be patient zero. Oh God! Where's the, where's the, the foul-looking one? Okay, well, let's, let's put that front and centre. <laughs> I mean, like they look like Rizzlers that have been made from like the sweepings okay. left when you've got no tobacco. So we photographed those for, yeah, they for like any really... medical emergency. Like, this is what he ate, Doctor. They like... look like really badly student-made cigarettes. <laughs> like when you roll a fag and then you drop it on the ground and right. it's and it's been raining. Yes. <laughs> How would you know, Phil? You don't smoke. <laughs> He's a man of the world. Callan, again, I advise you not to do this. This is on your own head, be it. That's fine, that's fine. I accept the... (laughs) He's sniffing it like it's a joint. (laughs) He's sniffing it like it's a fine cigar. (laughs) Cuban. (laughs) Because I wanted to make sure that wasn't going to be like... 
So you're not supposed to eat the paper, but you eat the paper. Everybody eats the paper. I mean, I think like I'm not, I think... I'm not even sure you could remove the paper. Yes. I'm, I'm just gonna take a little bit. I'm not no, I take, take it. I want to take a goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just lick it first. Oh, oh <laughs> It's just sort of dry, powdery chocolate. <laughs> it's Imagine like... that. That's it. <laughs> Bang! He's dead. <laughs> it's literally just really dry. <laughs> Chocolate? Are you gonna eat the whole thing? No, I think that's enough now. It's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant, but it's not unpleasant. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's just much so to... dead and bland. <laughs> Thank you very much, Graham, for giving us that box of expired <laughs> chocolate from eighteen years ago. Which I think he didn't think we were going to eat. Now, now we can. I don't compare... think he actually expected us to. Callum, what was worse, the very sour sweets or the nineteen-year-old chocolate? I'm actually going to say that the very sour sweets were a lot worse in that the chocolate itself is just like, there's sort of just no flavour to it. It's just sort of powder at this point. But like the sour sweets are just, ugh. Like if you can get past the outer shell, it's actually not too bad. But just the outer shell is just, no. So this might be the last gig you bring with Calendades on it. <laughs> Keith, stop smelling packaging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sniffing the cardboard, which does smell slightly weird. And it does look as if it's been kind of stained over the years. I'm it just gonna... looks slightly oh, unpleasant. That's the fat Google... leaking out of the chocolate, that is. I'm yeah. going to Google the effects of eating 20-year-old chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's just looking in shock at this moment in time. Just like, make better choices, guys. <laughs> this is the outro. This is going to be a long this one. This is the outro. Thank you for joining us on the Geeky Brummy podcast this week. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Where can we find you online? You can find me online on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. I've got a new profile picture. It's really cute. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) We forgot to mention your blue tick. That's still there. Don't worry. (laughs) Keith, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at hardlook underscore hotel. I would like, if you can, uh, five new followers to follow me, which will get me up to the magic 1,000, which would be nice. So that'd be cool if you could do that. And then you can unfollow me afterwards. I just need a screen (laughs) capture of me with 1,000 followers. That's all cool. Guy underscore Halford. Where can we find you? Guy underscore Halford. On Twitter. And on Instagram, it's Guy Vinyl H. It's Vinyl Guy H, actually. Oh, damn <laughs> it. You can have it. a look at the £90 records I buy. <laughs> and occasional pictures of a dog. Do have I... you ever, ever posted any Maxi pictures on your profile? No, it's a Vinyl only, right? But if you want to follow a cute dog, it's Maxi underscore the cockapoo. Cute. <laughs> and isn't it that on Twitter it's Max.cockapoo? Because I follow... I'm pretty sure I follow... It, I, don't a, I follow I, a cockapoo I don't called know who, Max. I don't know about this Maxi cockapoo on it's Twitter. It's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's cloned him. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. Like, lots of little Maxes. I mean. Like, Barbara Streisand cloned her dogs. Did she? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another story for another time. <laughs> let's, let's get on. Callum, where can we find you? You've been rushed to the hospital in a minute. <laughs> Making sound effects on the arches. <laughs> 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 you can find me at Danes Radio. D-A-Y-N-E-S-R-A-D-I-O. R-A-D-I-O. Please give him a follow because it might be his last time that he looks at his Twitter profile for a while. <laughs> are those spots that are starting to appear oh, on his I face? Follow my Twitter uh, profile for good. live updates on my health conditions. <laughs> We're going to get a message in the Giggy Brummy group chat like, guys, I don't feel so great. <laughs> M- Mr. Parrish. <laughs>
I don't feel well. <laughs> I'm like, Callan, just don't head down the walk-in centre. Where's that? I don't, and... don't want to go yet, Ryan. I don't want to go. And Ryan, where can we find you? you Rushing can... Callan down to the hospital. <laughs> Watching as he turns to dust in my hands. <laughs> you can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter. Yes, still too good for the underscore. Early adopters, people. Shut up and just tell us. <laughs> it's at Ryan Parrish on Twitter. Uh, and you can find us all on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Geeky Brummy. Canon has taken over the Geeky Brummy Instagram. So there might actually be stuff being on, put on there occasionally. Well, I don't know, given the fact he keeps sending us pictures of himself in the Geeky Brummy group chat, and I'm actually going to be pictures of him. <laughs> I love that you drunkenly sent us a picture of yourself. Did we all I? woke up Did to I? a picture. You, do you not remember? You sent drunkenly sent us a picture of you wearing glasses and went laugh out loud. I'm Ryan or something like that. <laughs> at three a.m. or something. <laughs> I think we all just looked at open our phones in the morning. And went, <laughs> 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 yes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go and watch our YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, tell all your friends about it. Keith does some amazing cinematography work, especially on that MCM video. It does mean you have to look at my face, unfortunately, which isn't probably the worst part of the video. But I there's some love cute looking bears at your face, it. Ryan. You're a cute bear, Ryan. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you just got to watch it for Ryan riding a big white tiger thing. Whilst holding a staff. Whilst looking holding like, a staff. Looking like the fattest sand person ever from <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> my throat feels weird. <laughs> feel a little bit burning. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Have some coffee. I'm going to start sounding like Doc Cotton soon, I reckon. I don't know this is going to Have a chocolate cigarette. <laughs> Wash it down. And that's it. Pretty much don't forget to please comment and let us know how the podcast is doing. Write us a review. Give us a rating. Validate us. Give us a five-star rating and tell us how amazing we are. Thank we you. We might even send you a chocolate cigarette that expired 18 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or invite you to Callum Dainter's funeral. <laughs> Now that is going to be a party. That's a party I would show up to. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you'd like to join our listener supporters, please join us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.